Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, where we tape it live alongside the twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson simulcast Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. We're also available wherever podcasts can be found. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, do us a solid, leave us a rating review or a comment. It really does go a long way towards helping going in raw grow on today's episode we're talking aw rampage we've got a new first ever big red predictions champion in the friendoverse that person will be revealed we've got some backstage news and notes from the royal rumble and seth rollins calls cm punk a jerk and a cancer but first let's talk about what everybody's talking about larson fallout from the bloodline storyline that exploded oh yeah at the royal rumble yeah given what happened at the conclusion of the royal rumble with uh, uh sammy zayn not willing to hit kevin owens with a chair hitting roman reigns instead uh sammy zayn seemingly apparently out of the bloodline um could <laughs> to we say the least yeah <laughs> could we be witnessing the beginning of the end for the bloodline as a faction, and if Jay Uso's recent social media activities be believed, the end could be coming sooner rather than later, shortly after he walked out on the bloodline after they beat down Sami Zayn. Jay posted a picture of himself at the Rumble when he was in the corner uh, with the comment, I'm out. And later, he posted an image of himself in Roman in his Instagram stories with the caption, run it back. Now that's that means he wants to wrestle him again. Yeah, to throw hands. hands throw again. hands. Yeah. So before we get yeah. to uh, the next little bit here, let's talk here about Jay and his role in this whole drama. So you know, of course, the video clips, the gifts of the uh, ending angle at the at the Rumble were all over social media, and I swear I've watched the clip of Sammy hit Roman with the chair at least a dozen times, if not two dozen. Tried to pick up any little thing I could find, and I didn't notice it at the time. I mentioned this here during the kickoff show, our kickoff show, not the Rumble kickoff show, that. Jay, while Sammy's got that chair in his hand, has his back turned. Like he mm. can't bear to see what Sammy is going to be forced to do by Roman because mm -hmm. Jay was in that situation mm -hmm. and he chose to side with Roman. Yep. And part of him <clears throat> seems like he doesn't want Sammy to make the same mistake he did. Mm -hmm. um, I know he walked out. I know he's essentially challenging Roman to another match via Instagram stories. That being said, I still feel like we're going to get Kevin Owens and Sammy versus the Usos for the tag titles at Mania. Between now and Elimination Chamber, Roman is going to double down on the manipulation mm -hmm. of Jay to get him back in line. Mm -hmm. um, I would not be surprised at the end of Elimination Chamber if Jay is put in a similar situation that Sammy was at the end of the Rumble. And Jay begrudgingly going through with it. Night one of, of Mania, Owens and Sami Zayn beat the Usos for the tag titles. Jay's still really conflicted about this whole thing. Night two comes around. Roman versus Cody. And when the Usos have an opportunity to interject themselves in that match, it's Sammy who comes out and, and tells Jay, you don't have to do this anymore. This You can end this. You don't have to do this. He appeals to Jay. Usos don't get involved. Cody wins. I think that's some solid fantasy book in there, man. I think that's some good stuff. I have no idea how this is going to play out. Uh, there's so many different moving pieces. They've, uh, I mean, you know, you and I both called what happened at the Rumble, but to actually witness the execution of it and the execution to perfection oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. of it. You know, there's. I saw so many quotes. Man, it's so difficult to keep up. I used to be able to keep up with, like, the internet wrestling community stuff, but, my God, there's so many bad takes. But the overriding sentiment online is is that this was brilliant yes. it really is there's yes. so many there's so many quibbles here and there it's just come on now enough but like yeah i, I don't know I, I can see that being the case i mean dude if you if you break it down from a character perspective sammy could either be uh uh inspired by what uh, i'm sorry jay could either be inspired by sammy um or like you said with enough manipulation from roman reigns he could turn into even more of a of a firecracker than he was in the first place because he's been the hothead Jay. Yeah, this could turn him up to a whole nother level of mm -hmm. violence mm -hmm. um, and, and backlash against the whole thing. I like your scenario um, it, because it, it would illustrate that hey, Jay. Number one, the idea that they couldn't do 
the idea that they couldn't do Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the tag titles at Mania because it's too small, I think is ridiculous. I think, number one, we need to start giving them a bit more of the benefit of the doubt. If they don't end up doing Roman versus Sami at WrestleMania, I think they're going to have something really cool uh, you know, in its place. You got to let, in this case, you do have to let the, the story play out. Mm-hmm. And I think if they decide to go with Owens and Sammy versus the Usos, by the time we get there, we're going to be chomping at the bit to yeah. see that match. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be thinking, well, it should have been this. Everybody who's thinking Sammy should have won the Rumble, but look at how they per, how they pulled it off. It sort of wasn't as, I know there are always going to be people out there, well, it should have been this. But you can't argue with what we got at the Rumble. It was probably one of the best segments we've ever seen. I know. I know. I know. Um, um, so I, I don't. Well, just, let me just finish. Sure. I don't think it's I, I think whatever road they take, we're going to be happy with it because they have proven yeah. to to be uh, uh, pretty damn good at the storytelling. Triple H has been pretty damn good with whoever he has surrounding himself, specifically for the bloodline stuff has been really damn good. And I think that they're going to pull it off. I think he is really excited. He said so in the press conference about booking his first WrestleMania. Um, and uh, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. There is enough to, to get to your point. There's there's so much ground character-wise that they can cover with the Usos, Sami mm-hmm. Zayn and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe they can go there mm-hmm. um, and they don't need to alter plans and make it Sami versus Roman. No, WrestleMania. and maybe part of the story they're telling with Sami specifically, and, and we'll get to when Sammy might be taking on Roman Reigns here in a second. Their story, the story they're telling with Sammy is mate. And I thought about this the other day and, and it's kind of comparable to Kenny's story in new Japan where he couldn't win the title until he made amends with mm-hmm. Kota Ibushi, mm-hmm. who he turned his back on to join the bullet club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, once, once, you know, uh, he made amends with Kota, then he was able to proceed forward and beat Okada. Maybe yeah. it's a situation where Sami Zayn can't really take it to the next level until he has that reconciliation with Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And maybe at that point, then they can push him further to the title. But speaking with all that in mind, uh, of course, conversation, uh, there's a lot of conversation about Sami should be Roman's opponent at WrestleMania. He should beat Roman for the title, and I, I understand. Um, but uh, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, that's not going to be the plan. So back in November, WrestlingNews.co reported that WB was planning on having uh, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber in Montreal. Then Sunday's daily update, Meltzer writes, quote, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn is now as confirmed as it can be for Elimination Chamber show main event in Montreal. I'm not sure what the men's chamber match would be for since you've got Cody Rhodes already for the main event at WrestleMania. Of course, this is WB and everything is subject to change, but major changes to planned pay-per-view shows have been less with Paul Levesque in charge. I mean, I, I do think the, the only the only thing about your scenario would be I I just don't know. I mean, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Might find out as soon as tonight because they got to start laying the groundwork for the mm-hmm. chamber because it's only a couple weeks away. Yeah, three weeks away. Yeah, I could see them still splitting the titles and That's maybe chamber possible. maybe chamber will be for that or maybe chamber will be to determine who Cody is going to face at WrestleMania for the WWE mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and in which case I have no idea what they would do with Roman uh, night two. bring in. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That you want to bring in anybody, but again, you've got plenty of time between now and mania to, uh, to tell a story, bringing somebody else in or yeah. having somebody else challenge Roman. I, totally. I, I don't think that's much of a problem. You know, I was, I have been, thanks to the twists and turns in the story, I've been kind of all over the map with sort of, you know, what directions that I'd like to see, directions that they could go. And at one point I did say, you know, I, I don't know that Cody is the way to go because he wins the Rumble. He's not really involved in the Roman stuff. You have plenty of time. You got two months. You they do. could do it. You they do. could totally and, and, do it. And if you have a scenario where, you know, as we saw at the Rumble, where the, the first thread is being pulled to, for the end of the bloodline. Mm-hmm, yeah, and have the bloodline end in the main event of WrestleMania. I know Cody just kind of seems like a bystander to all that, mm-hmm. and and there's a danger of that story kind of uh, overshadowing Cody beating Roman for both the titles. But in, in terms of finding an organic way to kind of work Cody in, I don't know if there really is one per se, dude. You do just you have remember? to have Roman and Cody on parallel paths meeting mm-hmm. there while Roman has, is dealing with all of the bloodline stuff. And it all comes to the head there. What do I always say about who we're dealing with now running creative triple H, right? Mm -hmm. 
man, how many storylines intersected with when mankind won the title? Yeah. Literally everything intersected. Yeah. You know, yeah. Stone Cold come down, came down. Vince and Shane were down there. DX was out there. Rock was everybody was mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. You, we're coming from a guy who was a wrestler under Vince Russo. And one of Vince Russo's thing was to try to connect as many dots as he can, sometimes more uh, successfully than others. Yeah. But um, but no, I think I absolutely think that if there's going to be a situation where storylines can intersect and, uh, and and he can weave Roman, the Usos. I mean, hell, the Usos and him, themselves are going to be a mini story with Jay and Jimmy. Uh, uh, Sammy and Kevin Owens is a mini story, and then their story is going to coincide or or, or uh, collide with the Usos. I really, I think it's going to be a hell of a challenge, and it's going to be very interesting to see if they're able to weave all this stuff in. I don't know what kind of dynamic Cody brings. Cody's like the super alpha guy. Mm-hmm. You know, what 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 dynamic does he bring to the the Sammy, Kevin Owens, Jimmy, Jay, Roman solo situation? I think that's really interesting fertile ground that they can they can use for storytelling. And uh and I think by again, like I said, by the time we get to WrestleMania, if the plan is Roman versus Cody Night 2, guess what? We're probably all going to be very invested in it given where we've been so far with all these uh you know segments and matches going back to when 2020 when the tribal chief showed up the jay stuff the jimmy stuff the sammy stuff the, mm-hmm. the owen stuff mm-hmm. um it has been the one thing that even under vince you know I, I think the bloodline stuff started to get a little bit lost but you know it started under him yeah and even under him he was paying close attention or whoever he had it was Heyman or whoever yeah there was good stuff there, and there Triple was. H and whoever he has with him, Heyman or whoever, has really kicked it up to a whole other level. They really have, yeah. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Totally, totally. You know, at the point where the Bloodline storyline was kind of spinning its wheels a little bit, maybe getting a little stale. That's when they brought Sammy in. I mean, Fernando Ruiz and Ruiz in our uh, in our YouTube chat has it exactly right. It's about representing their respective families. Mm-hmm. Cody just tweeted, "There's more than one royal family." Yeah, and of course, you know the Bloodline. The yeah. whole damn thing, yeah. you know, yeah. the whole thing is about family. That's uh, every the Godfather's about family. That's you know, true. everything's about every great story is basically about family. There you go. Uh, talking, if you want to talk family, it seems like Seth Rollins doesn't consider Phil Brooks anything close to family. Um, wrestling gigs, <laughs> Nick Houseman. Great. Oh man, <laughs> somebody put that one down for the uh, Maggie. Can you clip that? That needs to be s- s- transition of the year. Oh, uh, <laughs> wrestling gigs, Nick Houseman. Interviewed Seth Rollins during a WWE 2K23 event this past weekend over Rumble weekend. And uh, Nick asked Seth about the possibility of CM Punk returning to WWE. And it seems like Seth, uh, it doesn't really seem terribly keen on the idea. This is what Seth had to say. Quote, oh, Philly Phil, stay away. Stay away, you cancer. (laughs) Get away from me forever. Yeah, no, I don't like Phil. I don't like Phil. He's a jerk. Oh, did we just figure this out? Did we just figure that out? Uh, everyone in the room was like, oh, no, dude. Did he say that? Yeah, no, he's a jerk. Come on. We figured that out over here. We knew it over here. I don't want him back. Go do something else. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you later. Man, I don't care if this is real or fake, shoot or work. This was great. This was <laughs> so shocking. You see Nick Houseman's, uh the look on his yeah. face? Yeah. That dude's jaw open. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, that was great. Okay, so let me ask you. Is this, is, do you think this is? Do you think this is deep down in Seth's bones? He feels this way. So, this answer was entirely in character. That he's totally in character. That all the doesn't time, mean yeah. there's not truth to it. I think you're right about that, man. I think you're right about that. And because it is in character, there's wiggle room. Mm-hmm. If he comes mm-hmm. back, it's like, well, yeah, I gave. I, that's why I said, but I was a character. So ironic because so many of the I remember when Seth was, you know, signed to to NXT, but more specifically when he was about to show up in on main roster, like there were so many comparisons to him and mm-hmm. Punk, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, for obvious reasons. Um, but uh, but <laughs> oh, this was great. When I heard him say, I don't like Phil. He's a jerk. I was like, wow, <laughs> man, he's a cancer. Oh, and he feigns the, you know, the sarcastic, uh, uh, oh, surprise. Oh, we just found out yeah. he's a jerk over there. Oh, so he's was a jerk over here. Oh man, that was good. It was great. It was, it, oh, was, it was, it was unexpected. It was a, a fantastic answer to the question. Um, 
I mean, that's not to say Phil can't show back up at WWE, but you know, depending on how widespread that sentiment is in the WWE locker room and even in the uh, uh, executive office, not to say tri- uh, Triple H had the best experience working with Phil back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, if 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 those type of things can't be overcome, it's uh, difficult to to think that Phil's going to be back in WWE. Well, I mean, you know, there's another name in WWE that that Seth wasn't appreciative of the idea of working with. That was Matt Riddle. They literally mm-hmm. wrote, you know, it was like a Survivor Series match to get Seth out of there before he had to have any interaction with Matt Riddle. He went on the bump in, in what seemed like, you know, and this seemed completely legitimate. Said, I'm not working with him. I'm no desire to yeah. because of comments that Riddle's wife had made about yep. Becky and uh, and I think some other stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I suspect... That, like you said, this is this is he's in character. However, probably a lot of truth there. That being mm-hmm. said, if uh, if Triple H, you know, was able to Triple H had been pretty good at, at relationship building in the past. If they thought that bringing in CM Punk would do well for their business, but then again, during, at the at the Rumble, we didn't see any. There were no there. There was what two legends, Booker T and and Michelle McCool. Mm-hmm. In 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 you know the entire uh, entirety of both Rumble yeah. matches. No, the focus so I don't is know, on the man. talent they have now. Yeah, they got a stacked roster. They really do, and they're building characters there. And uh, and I don't know. Maybe you know. I, I don't. I'll be interested to see what the rating is going to be like for Raw tonight, just because the Rumble had so much buzz behind it, and it's coming off that terrific Raw thirty number that mm-hmm. they did. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious how much of that they're able to uh, to retain. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I, I know, I know. Me too, especially now with no football uh, running opposite Raw, whether it be able to yeah. get numbers up around 2 million-ish or not. Um, uh-huh. You know, I know there was some people that were uh, critical of, of the Rumble for a variety of reasons. A lot of criticisms I don't necessarily agree with, but um, it's a subjective thing. I thought yeah, the Rumble right, was yeah. tons of fun. Yeah. The fact yeah. that the outcomes were, for the most part, predictable didn't ruin the enjoyment of the show because mm-hmm. it's a process. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. the journey is interesting, so yeah. just because the out- outcome is what you think it is doesn't actually mean it's boring. At least I don't Dude, think so. you know when I walked into Avengers Endgame, I was like, man, I think there's a good shot Thanos is going to win here and destroy the Earth. You know, no, of course no, not. You didn't think that. You know, I'm not a dummy. Like most, you know, you can, for the most part, you can kind of predict where a lot of stories. You know, it's when there's good guys and bad guys involved. Yeah, you kind of know where they're going to go. Uh, but it's the journey that matters. Exactly. Absolutely. 100%. You know, last night, and sorry, not last night at the rumble when, you know, when they announced the main event was Owens and, and Roman, that meant one of two things, either there's be a huge beat and the bloodline storyline or the rock was going to be there. Well, the rock wasn't there. We got the huge story beat in the bloodline where Sammy was kicked out. And while we expected Sammy to get kicked out of the bloodline, how we got there didn't exactly go as a lot of us expected. I don't know if a lot of people thought Sammy was gonna be the one that hits Roman with the chair. And I don't think anybody would have thought that Jay would have walked out in the bloodline. I didn't see Sammy hitting Roman with a chair. That's one thing I don't think either of us called. Um, I think the Jay thing, uh, I think I had some inkling that that was going to happen. I remember Burt Winning said something like, oh, yeah, Steve predicted that. I don't know. I say a lot of things. Um, but uh, but I just figured, I figured, Ro- no, I think it was, I figured Roman might have Jay put the boots to Sammy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might cause some stuff. But uh, no, I didn't see I didn't see the shield betrayal coming, which we probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Know? you know, but man, I just love you know what I really love God. You know what I really love about that segment too? Sammy didn't do like a stone cold thing where he lays out Roman and then he lays out everybody else. It was this is my goodbye. <laughs> like yeah. I'm I am I'm making my bed right now. Yeah. And I know I gotta sleep in it. I'm hitting Roman to let him know I'm out of here. And then I'm going to turn around and say, dude. He only appeals to one person. And that's Jay. Jay. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that he doesn't even see the super kick coming. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Boy, it was. Boy, that was good. And the thing is, dude, you and I had pretty much mapped out what was going to happen. But to see it in play and to see how how expert level the production, the performance, commentary, not saying a damn thing. To see all that come together is Man, mm-hmm. just just really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of commentary, 
we got uh, uh, we had a rumble surprise. We had we did have a rumble surprise. It was a lovely one. It was Pat McAfee. Yeah, and it seemed like Michael Cole genuinely had no idea that Pat McAfee would be returning to commentary at the Rumble. And according to PW Insider, that indeed was the case because they're reporting that quote not even the majority of the company's production team was clued in before McAfee made his way to the ring prompting a quick scramble to grab a new chair and headset from McAfee so he could join Michael Cole and Corey Graves on the call last night. PW Insider was also told that Cole and Graves were also not clued in as they had prepared to call the show alone themselves that night. Their reactions to McAfee's return were very much legitimate surprise. And if you watch, end quote, if you watch Michael Cole stand up like a kid watching his dad come home. It was great. <laughs> it was great. The his legitimate excitement and glee on Michael Cole's face. And the fact awesome. that he said, I FaceTimed him this morning was even because, you know, that was legit, too. It's like, yeah. oh, that's really cute. They FaceTime each other from time to time. Yeah, yeah. That is, uh, that's really, you and I don't even, we just text each other. Yeah, no. Well, I guess we do this every day, huh? Yeah, this is kind yeah, of akin to uh, FaceTiming, I guess. Uh, pretty much, man. Uh, so, no, that's uh, that that's wildly fun, man. That, uh, you love to see that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, man, oh, man. And then somebody here in our Twitch chat had mentioned that I guess McAfee on a show today sort of gave the back the backstage or the the background on that. Yeah, how he showed up like you know he had flight problems. He showed up a half hour early mm-hmm. uh, or a half hour before the show went on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and nobody saw him coming. So that was really cool. That was great. Uh, that was pretty cool. So before we get on to our AEW Rampage uh, review. I uh, want to give a shout out here, Larson. We have our very first. So of course, yes, on on Patreon, five dollars and up. And YouTube channel members, they were all involved in uh, our very first Big Red Predictions Challenge for the Friendos. So you, mean the Enforcer, we all participated. We threw our hats in there. And man, oh, man, one person came out of this. And and it wasn't even it wasn't even a tie. No. And and to be honest with you, where points are a premium. It was fairly dominant kinda, victory. Yeah. It was. It was. And so uh, the prize was, of course, he gets, digitally speaking, to carry Big Red now. Uh, and it's Moses Saposis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I said, hey, whatever picture you want to send, send it and I'll slap Big Red on it. And so we put this up on our social medias. Let me see if I could find it here because I was looking for it earlier. So I'm going to put it up here on the show. So if you're in the audio realm, you can go to our uh, uh, Instagram account at Steven Larson. Uh, I don't think I put it on Twitter yet, uh, but I plan on doing that today at Real Going In Raw. Uh, but instead of a picture of himself, uh, he sent a picture of a, a miniature statue of a DC villain named Calendar Man. Uh, and, uh, and so I went ahead and did it and, uh, here it is. Let's see. Hopefully it'll, oh, there we go. There we go. So there's Moses supposes with big red. His calendar man is big red. And, uh, and he's our first, uh, he's our first big red predictions challenge champion. I had an idea and this is one of those things I legitimately have not run this past you yet, but we had some people asking. So our next, the next challenge for big red is of course, AW's revolution yes. in March. Yeah. However, mm. to keep the spirit of this thing going, mm-hmm. you and I might come up with something for Elimination Chamber to maybe, for those who participate, get a big of a leg up. Maybe everybody who gets all the matches right gets a point extra going into well, the Well, I think it's going to be something different than that because okay. it's probably another five, six match card. And because of that, it seems like there's the opportunity for a lot of ties or the greater opportunity for ties for no, six, no, six matches. Let me no, finish. But listen. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, Let me finish. So it has to be something like you predict the correct order of eliminations for the chamber or something like that. Well, here is my idea. It wouldn't be there's one person who wins. It's everybody who does, in fact, get them. So whoever ties for getting yeah. them all right yeah. would just get an extra point heading into March. Something to, something think, to about. think about. Something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, put your thinking cap on there. Uh, so yeah, there's that. So congratulations, yes, to congratulations, Moses. Moses, Moses. Uh, Want to give also let you guys know right now uh, at friendoshop.com we got some brand new merchandise over there, uh, including and I'm shocked that we didn't do this shirt uh, a long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, but we've got in the style of the old Attitude Era. 
uh, raw logo. We've got a shirt that says it says going in raw, but it's in that it's in that old uh, old style. Yeah. And I'm trying to yeah. find Looks the sharp. darn thing right now, but I can't find I got a little card for it. Is it? Oh, here it is. Here we go for the people watching at home for the viewers. So we got uh, the one Larson's wearing there is the going in raw shirt. We got a, two new Smash Zone shirts. It's the same design, but it's one's on a white shirt, one's on a black shirt. And then uh, we've got a couple other designs here, including uh, a retro fun wrestling shirt. Yeah. So you can check that out right now at friendoshop.com. Coming up uh, today on uh, for $5 and up patrons and YouTube channel members, you guys got access to this past week's Smash Zone episode 69. Nice. We uh, do some. Uh, we watch some more Mark Briscoe watching the weather promos. Uh, we watch some Steven Seagal dispatching of a bunch of people. Uh, we do some press your luck. It was a pretty intense press your luck it was. this week. It was. Yeah, it was a pretty intense press your luck. It was. So that's going up a little bit later today. It's already uploaded. I just have to do like a thumbnail for it. So that is available uh, today. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson and for new channel members. Uh, this week, also on the Patreon and for channel members, you get to vote on our next retro review because we're going to be doing that fairly soon. Uh, and I believe the uh, the two options are the first Monday Night Raw and the first ECW Hardcore TV. Cool. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. And then also uh, this week, this coming weekend, we have our WCW Nitro Episode 1 Retro review coming to the channel for everybody, but you can watch it now, right now. Yes. If you are a five dollar up patron or a YouTube channel member. Yes, and if uh, you're watching us right now live on the YouTube, if you could press that thumbs up button, give this video no. a like. It really helps Absolutely. the show. Uh, we're going to talk to Triple H later, regardless. But he likes it when there's more likes. So, oh man, we got 544 people watching right now. If everybody just hit get, that that like button, that we we holy mean, crap! In, in theory, we should have 544 likes by the time Paul calls it. He would be over the moon. He really He'd would. Be he had a hell of so a excited. he had a hell of a weekend already. He's got to be riding high. We want to help him ride even higher, man, because exactly. I think that'll spur those creative juices. Uh, speaking of which, we had an AEW rampage. Uh, where Hangman Page was uh, looking to spill Wheeler Yuta's juices all over the place yeah. by knocking him out. This fool laid him out with a buckshot and then hit him with a Death Rider. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. What did you think of Rampage? It was fine. I mean, yeah. I, 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 AEW is more enjoyable when they make an attempt to tell stories. Yeah, that's true. And hey, my dude's got to win this week, the, the Double J and J Lethal. They did. They did. Um, and for that reason, if no other, AEW has been more enjoyable of late than it was for parts of 2022. Mm -hmm. um, That's true. Are all the stories hitting? Maybe not necessarily, but when the match is on TV, it's either to, to advance or to start a story. So at least there's some investment in the outcome of, of these matches. You know, it was awesome, too. We got Emmy Sacker in a main event, which was a killer match, That was match, awesome. That was an way. awesome bout. Holy crap. I love the way they booked Jamie Hayter, too, with her catchphrase, Hater, Hater hits hard. Every one punch of hers is equal to, like, ten punches of, like, somebody I know. else. And well, both know? her and, and, cool. and Sakura's chests were all, you know, oh, bruised man. up from the chops and stuff. Yeah, dude. They were killing each other. Were, that was they, awesome. Yeah. It's good to see. I hope I hope they keep putting Emmy Sacker on, on cable TV. I don't really watch the YouTube shows over there, but apparently she's there quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, I thought that match was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, it was pretty great. It was pretty great. Um, otherwise, uh, we got we got Action Andretti and Starks wanting to continue the feud with the the JAS. Eddie Kingston might be joining House of Black. That would be the weirdest. That that's would be strange. Weird. Although that's, seems, it'd be a very AEW thing to it do. It would too. be. I, mean, I guess my hope is he's going to infiltrate and destroy from the inside. But I kind of feel like that story's done too much. Um, <laughs> as you mentioned, what's another what's another approach they could take with it then, man? How about oh, how about this? Even better. He doesn't go in intentionally to destroy House of Black, but the influence of Eddie Kingston is is widespread. So he goes in there and he's like, hey, where are you guys going? Come on, there's there's Reese's Pie over here. We don't eat sugary products. And Brody King is like, speak for yourself, homie. Yeah, yeah. And he goes over there. He starts you know, eating a bunch of Reese's Pie. He's like, hey, come on, Malachi. Come over here. Have some Reese's Pie. Yeah. Fine. I will divulge or uh, indulge. Indulge. See, now I was thinking <laughs> he, he wasn't necessarily infiltrating or joining to uh, uh, spread the his enjoyment of Reese's pie, it's so yeah. no one else eats it. 
It's not like he's <laughs> he's trying to get in the house of black to destroy it. He's trying to get in the house of black because they eat all the Reese's pie before he can oh, get to it. Oh, oh, wow! The ulterior motive. And so all he right, goes to like yeah. the first house of house of black uh, uh, clubhouse meeting. Yeah, club and like a uh, point of order. Uh, you guys really shouldn't be eating this Reese's pie. Maybe that's what's holding you back in your AEW room. <laughs> You yeah, all could right, be champions. Yeah. We're eating Reese's pie. Yeah. And they're like, okay, that's a good point, Eddie. We're about the gold. We're going to go. No but more wait. Reese's pie. We're just only going after wait. titles. Edward, I have a question for yes. you. Yes, Malachi. We have taken all this Reese's pie from the catering realm. What shall we do with it? I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't worry yourself about that. Thank you, Edward. And then Eddie, good, Eddie yeah. has like sexy Reese's pies for himself. <laughs> oh, everybody wins. Hey, Ortiz, get over here. I like, I some... like this one passing reference to Reese's pie. Eddie made one promo like, like I don't know, 14 months ago. It was, That was the most relatable I've ever felt a wrestler has been yeah. to me. Yeah. I'm like, man, this guy knows me. This yeah. guy knows yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Hangman Page versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, you know, fine match, but in the end, I was honestly just waiting for Hangman to concuss this guy in character, in story. <laughs> yeah, because like the, 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 how dismissive he was with him when Wheeler came up and said, "Oh, Hangman, I don't." Mox accepts your challenge, and he's yeah, like, "Sure, kid. <laughs> sure, okay, whatever." So I was just hoping this guy was gonna get just knocked the fuck out, and Hangman Page did that. But uh, I feel like they should have focused more on Yuta being really confused after the match. Like, oh, where am I? I just got hit with two killer finishes. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. It was competitive. It was a fun bout. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I kind of felt like we could have got a little bit more of that satisfaction of, of Hangman, as you say, kayfabe uh, concussing Wheeler Yuta. Like, kayfabe. yeah. Like, the, yeah, kayfabe. Like, there's, like, they do, like, things back, like, interview backstage. And like you see, you just like running into the wall, like oh god, you know? yeah. Somebody helped that guy. Uh, yeah, another sort of odd change with Rampage was they stopped doing the interviews before yeah. the matches. They just have Mark Henry introduce it and then do his catchphrase afterwards. Mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, they're just changing up, I guess. Maybe they felt we've we went as far as we can with this convention with the best friends and Dan House and all that kind of stuff. So let's start like dialing it back. I mean, to, I, be, to be fair, yeah. it's hard to do anything else with that convention that really tops that. I agree. And like the video packages they put together are really good. It's just sticking. And look, I, I love Mark Henry. I think he's terrific. Mm-hmm. But it feels almost kind of awkward that you have to go back to him so he can do his catchphrase. It made it so it made more sense when he was interviewing people. Yeah. The time for talking is over. Let's get to the main event now. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah, but anyways, uh, yeah, so Hangman, of course, uh, beats Wheeler Yuta with both the Buckshot Lariat and a Death Rider. Then we get that action Andrade and Ricky Stark's promo. Andrade says, Chris and Sammy didn't beat up, uh, didn't beat us tonight because this is after Dynamite. Mm-hmm. He says, that baseball bat beat us tonight. If you didn't have that bat, you wouldn't have the same outcome. I guarantee I could beat you, Sammy. And then Stark says, Jericho didn't get the job done. The bat did. I've beaten you once. I could do it again. What do I have to do to do it again? So he's once more he Jericho. Actually. Jericho, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Eddie's promo. He says, "This is what you guys wanted, right? Let me put, let my demons push me. I can't get away from the, uh, them forever, so I'm done trying." So House of Black, you're right. The real Eddie has to come out now. I accept your way. I'm ready to come home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that. Goes he also work. said during this, essentially, uh, Ortiz, you don't like it, deal with it. It's just going to be one of those, yeah. It's just going to be one of those things where you know he just walks out there with them, and it just looks weird, and they don't mm-hmm. really do a lot with it, and then he probably backfists somebody. Yeah, and they just kind of slowly phase it out, and just as if it wasn't ever a thing. Because I don't <laughs> right. see him coming you know, out with face paint and the in the mask and like the 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 aesthetic that they have with kind of the tattered clothes. I don't see that. Have you seen? The really, it's a really wonderful Twitter account. It's like images and wrestling that have been forgotten or something like uh-huh. that. And it's like, oh, it's like when, I don't know, I don't even have really an example of it. But it's just like obscure things that happen in wrestling that you tend to forget about. I think like for, just for example, and this isn't really, I don't even know if they use this one, but like Kurt Angle with the shield, you know, just yeah, weird yeah, little yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Or Triple H with the shield. You know, yeah. not a lot of people might remember that that happened. Um Half of what AEW does can end up on I this know. Twitter account because they'll just shove things together, and then, like you said, it'll sort of fizzle out eventually. Yeah, yeah. 
after that, we had Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh taking on the best friends in Danhausen. Um, as you can tell, Steve was excited about this outcome. Oh man, Satnam Singh is so much fun. Mm-hmm. He does, you could tell the dude's having a lot of fun in there. They don't have him do anything that he shouldn't be doing. Um, but I liked the, I liked the bit with him and Danhausen when Danhausen came in, and then he was able to actually get one up on Satnam Singh a mm-hmm. little bit with the best friends. I thought that was pretty cool. That was cool because yeah, yeah, Danhausen's going for like the dick punch. Singh catches it, shoves Danhausen in the corner. Singh charges. Danhausen gets out of the way. So Satin Singh runs to the turnbuckle, and the best friends all take turn grabbing his head and like yanking it over the top rope. Mm, yeah. um, so then Danhausen looks to hit Singh with the with Jeff Jarrett's guitar. The ref sees it, takes it from him, and while the ref's getting rid of the guitar, Jeff Jarrett comes in and blasts Danhausen with uh, the Golden Globe mm. that they got <laughs> yeah. from what's his name, uh, Walter Hausen, Walter Hauser. Walter, Paul, Paul Walter Hauser is that his name? Paul Walter Hausen. Yeah. Maybe that's who it is. Anyways, they got his Golden Globe and uh, hit Danhausen with it, and Satnam just stands on, on his chest to get the win. When uh, he has to tell the ref to start counting too, I was like, "Why isn't he counting right now?" He's clearly pinning him. Yeah, Paul Walter Hauser is correct. When Jeff Jarrett had that Golden Globe statue, I had forgotten about the Paul Walter Hausen thing. I thought it was a brick of gold because of oh, the wow. Global Force oh, Gold yeah. thing. That makes sense. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after that, I wonder if I wonder if he ever did an interview about uh, global. I don't Force know, gold. but that would, that would bring that whole thing full circle. It's like this is Damn the, right. I know what happened to all the gold. Here it is. Yeah, like yeah, he takes the uh, the, the Emmy and he uh, he like melts it down. Yeah, he's like you know, hey, slap nuts. You want some golden force global force gold? Uh, after that, we have a Ruby Soho interview. Brit steps in. Uh, like immediately and is like, hey, Ruby, good job. And she's like, oh, man, I should have known that your thirsty ass couldn't avoid the spotlight. She says, I don't want you back here, and I sure as hell didn't want you out there. I don't know what in the world I wanted. Or he says, I don't know why you thought I needed your help. And Britt says, I don't like you either, but maybe it's time that I admit that you do have some importance to this division. She said, there is a clear divide happening right now, and instead of showing up, uh, deciding which side Ruby's going to go on, why don't you grow a backbone and pick a side? And if you're smart, you'll know which side to pick. I kind of feel like she's like she's best friends with Willow Nightingale. That's her side. Yeah. That's the I side I kind of felt like she on. already picked a side. She already picked a side. But maybe so there's Brit's even sort a, of st- – Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. Like a shirt – no, you go ahead, please. I was saying maybe there's even a divide in the homegrown mm. uh, talent. Not so much – what uh, what your allegiance is, but how they are going to approach taking the fight to the former WB talent. Maybe that's what mm-hmm. she's talking about. That could be. I don't know, man. I don't know. Even if she's talking about battle line, she's like, hey, listen, we're coming up with a new shirt, so just be prepared to wear it. Yes. Because if you don't wear the shirt, you're not part of the know group. What, you're not part of the group. You're part yeah. of the problem. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, what a great name. I love this. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Tony Mudd. Yeah. Uh, powerhouse Hobbs wins this quickly. He's got a new finish. It looks kind of like a burning hammer. Oh, yeah, that's um, awesome. And I don't know if this is intentionally part of Hobbs' story or not, but this is at least the third different finisher he's tried. Okay. I feel like. So maybe the part of his story subtly is he's trying to find the finisher that will actually finish matches for him, you know? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Well, he needs to find like a better opponent to use. Oh, I know. I mean, the burning hammer is a great finisher. Because any any move that Hobbs does on a guy like Tony Mudd is gonna look like a finisher. I know he could use like I don't know a standard. La- I'm trying to think of a move that Powerhouse would do that wouldn't be considered like a finisher. A drop kick All from right. Hobbs. Yeah, you know that like that be a finisher on Tony Mudd. Yeah, yeah, it would be. So maybe it would be. try it on a leveled up opponent, perhaps. Well, I mean, I'm happy that Hobbs is getting a push. Oh, um, me too. Absolutely. He's great. Huge fans of uh, Powerhouse Hobbs here going in raw. Um, From Palo Alto, they got he's got that great book too. They mm-hmm. you know it's a, they got the nice little inscription on it, Book of Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big book though, man. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a lot of pictures in it, or if it's all just words because apparently it's all just shit that 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 happened to him. Yeah, yeesh. Yeah, man, a lot of pain in that guy's past. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had a top flight video package. They got to talk in this, so that was cool. Um, they said, we've taken some of the best in the company. We beat the Young Bucks. Uh, we gave AR Fox a call, and we're challenging the Elite to a trios match. They also mentioned they were the guys to win 300000 Yeah. 300 large there in that uh, $300,000 battle royal. Trios, battle royal yeah. thing, yeah. 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 
then we got a Dustin Rhodes interview. He uh, says it feels a little weird to be back. Tony Khan gave him this opportunity to say thank you to fans. It's been a terrible, terrible month. The best way to get out of my head is to get back to work. Well, then Swerve Strickland steps in and says, what is up with another old head veteran stepping in and making it all about you? Am I going to take you out, take out another old man like I almost did with Billy Gunn and add the natural of that list? So Dustin tells him to step back. And Swerve goes, the nerve of the Rhodes family first with your slick mouth. Your brother ain't shit. And let's not talk about your dad. And then Dustin tells him, keep my dad's name out of your mouth. And Swerve tells Dustin, you step off. And Dustin goes, no, it's you that should step off. And then they start arguing, ref step in. And then Swerve tells Dustin, yeah, you need to understand who runs this place now. Yeah, Whose I mean, house is it, Steve? I mean, clearly it's Swerve's. It is quite clearly Swerve's house, yes. Easy day at the office, Swerve versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh, after that, uh, Mark Henry introduces the main event video package. Good stuff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to the main event, we got a Jade Cargill interview. She is asked who her next opponent is, and she's like, does it really matter? And then Red Velvet and Kara Hogan step in. They start John a little bit, and Red Velvet says, cut the shit. She says, uh, I was a baddie from day one, but you've been treating everybody like crap. She says, Layla, look at you. You have no self-esteem. But since you call yourself that bitch, you can face me next week, and I'll be the one in the 49 and one. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, she challenged Jade. Yeah. So that's going to happen on Dynamite. You know what? The way they built this, this is like the first time where I'm like, eh, it's like 80-20. Mm-hmm. You see Jade win this eighty, you know, eighty twenty. Like I think, I think Red Velvet has like a twenty percent chance. In my estimation. What do you? How do you break this down? Oh, I wouldn't. I mean, I, Red Velvet's great. Uh, I mean, I, I'd probably say it's more like a ten percent chance she wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Jade's Jade's not losing anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That fifteen zero. Who was it? It was. Uh, they denied somebody a fifty. Oh, uh, she no, was it no? Who was it? Was it Sheeta? Remember somebody was on the verge yeah. of their fiftieth win yeah. in the company. Yeah, yeah. And they, they had they even had the stat the, the yeah. little yeah, they had a little prize ready. Yeah. And then it was spoiled. Yeah. But uh no, I think Jade's gonna go. I think she's gonna go undefeated for a very long time. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh and then we got Emmy Sakura taking on Jamie Hader in the main event, uh a championship eliminator match. And wow, this was great. Yeah, uh, man, this was so good. Emmy Sakura has one of the best fun splashes in the business. Mm-hmm. She hits one against the barricade later on in the corner. Um, eventually, Jamie uh, starts to come back with some strikes, hits a bunch of exploder suplexes, go, hits a bunch of offense like in a row, like four exploders, a back elbow in the corner, a clothesline, a backbreaker that gets her a two. Uh, Emmy would take Jamie's offense. Jamie would go for Haterade, Rainmaker, and Emmy the first two times would find a way to evade it and hit moves yeah. of her own. Uh, eventually, though, at the end, Emmy hits a moonsault. Jamie kicks out of that. Emmy hits a bunch of slaps on Jamie. Jamie responds with a huge clothesline. Looks for Haterade again. Emmy counters, though, with a, sa- a Saito suplex. Jamie kind of no-sells that. Hits a clothesline. Haterade to get the win. Yeah, man. That was real. I would go out of my way to watch that match. Yeah, it was, that was really a really good match. One. I was really looking for it. I just watched it uh, last night, and I would heard so much good chatter about it on yeah. Twitter. I was like, ooh. Looking forward to this one here. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, go out your way to check it out. Uh, before we get to some questions, uh, I want to give a shout out to new YouTube channel members and patrons. It's one of the things you get if you're a YouTube channel member uh-huh. or a patron. That's correct. And uh, thanks to this big red challenge, uh, we got a bunch of them here. So I want to give a shout out to new uh, and returning YouTube channel members, Michael Hamilton, Jonathan Contress. What hey? What voice should I? Because people like don't I do the stupid impressions? Give me a voice to do this here. In. I was gonna say Maggie yeah. says Jr. I was gonna oh, say Jesse man. Ventura. We haven't heard Jesse. In oh a while. man! All right, I'll do my best, Jesse Ventura, for you there, Larson. Michael Hamilton, Jonathan Contreras, Damian Martin, Maz fifty seven, or in my household, I like to call him Maz sixty nine. Rio Oblivion, Alex Rivera, Shock Charisma, Dyl Dastardly, Jared McKenzie. Andrew Nungister, James Bellissimo, Donald Gold, Desi Klee, Double Wide Jones. Oh, man, speaking of Double Wide, what do you think I'm sporting down there, Larson? Wong Choco, Tyler Robinson, Rasslin' Riggle, Ryan Gorman, Mark Stan, Sam, Pavan Sankara, Nick Dunn, Midcard Matt, Derek Brightwell, The Space Nerd 40K, and Puerto Black. 
Oh man, thank you very much for YouTube channel thank memberships. You, thank you, everybody. Oh man, I just read a lot of names there. Oh man, time to go to the bathroom and crank one out. God. I'm gonna pass this so I'm gonna pass I'm gonna pass this over to Stone Cold for some new patrons. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Jonathan, Bohemian Baron, Rachel Castle, Misty Stanmit, Chris Stanton, what? Antoine Gomez, Tony Klein, Carl Williams, it. Joe Otto Jr., Randy Suarez, Matt Wilson, Brandon Napier, the Aiden C., and Matt Trulak. What? Those are new Patriots. Thank you. Thank you. For your money. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Oh, thank, you, thank you. Speaking thank you. of much which. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. We've got uh, some uh, uh, question threads. One on the – which one do you I want? Got the YouTube Patreon channel one. member questions? I got questions? the Patreon one in front of me right now. All right, so I got up the YouTube channel member uh, question thread very here. Well, very well, very uh, well. David Matushek over here on the Patreon says, since we saw Emmy Sakura main event Rampage last week, what other dark or dark elevations regulars should also be given a top spot for one night only? Well, here's the thing about Emmy. I don't think this should be a one-time deal. She should be on TV more often. So wait, what the question is who What on... other dark or dark elevation regulars oh. would you want to see on TV for... Buddy, I don't watch them shows. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't watch. I don't really watch it either. Fuego, mm. uh, Serpentico. I don't know. I, yeah, those are two names that I feel like are probably there. But Daddy Magic, I think, is there. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. More two point would be good. More two point Yeah, that sounds good. Athena. Oh, oh Athena. yeah, Athena. Athena's Athena is there all Athena. the time. Yeah, thanks, Athena. Athena. Athena yeah. should be on TV. Why she's not on TV is beyond me. I don't get that. By the way, shout out to Alyssa Leggett for. A super chat. Oh, man. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thanks for your money. <laughs> He's so blunt yeah, he about really what is. it is. Uh, Fazzy you Wazzy with the, with the membership here, too. So happy three years, friendo. Thank you, Fazzy Wazzy. Thank you very much. Damian Martin says, with Rollins' comments, do you friendos think the locker room shares the same resentment towards Punk as he does? I would say don't paint them all with one brush, man. There's probably some people in the locker room who are like, yeah, I, I like Phil well enough. But I think anybody who has had any interaction with him, anybody who has ever dealt with him, probably feels the same way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's messed up. Man, you know, I just joke and people are getting yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. Oh, why are you guys I so mean, anti we've, we've talked. We've, we've heard about people, and not just FTR, who, who speak highly of Phil, you know? And it's some, yeah. some people like him, some people don't. Yeah, And right. there are probably some people in the WWE locker room, like, sure, bring Phil in. He may help, yeah, help right. us out, help us as a company out. And there's some people who had less than ideal uh, uh, dealings with them, and they're probably like, yeah. hell no. What, nothing to do with yeah. them? Yeah, if that guy. So, uh, Cameron Bordelazzo. I feel like, so I'll, hold on, I'll just say this real quick. I feel like a guy maybe like Drew McIntyre, a guy, or Seamus, they could just put this guy under their thumb. <laughs> and like, what would they care? Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure, he's going to make us all more money. Sure, bring him in. If he starts any shit with me, I'll pie face yeah. him to, you know. Yeah. It's like, what they, they might not give a shit. That's entirely you know? possible. That's entirely possible. Yeah, because, yeah, he's – if there is, and we don't know for sure, apart from the media scrum, uh, 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 Phil trying to uh, flex any sort of influence he he has perceived or or, or, or in reality, he's not going to have that that degree of stroke in in WWE that he would in AEW. He's not going to be WWE's plus Delta. No, you know who who probably feel – probably laughed – laughed at these Rollins comments, probably Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's see here. Uh Dylan Lehew says, would it make sense for Jay to realign with the bloodline? Sammy was seemingly a proxy for Jay, a reminder of how manipulative Roman can be. Do you guys find it more likely that Jay would switch roles with Jimmy when Jimmy returned from injury and tried to pull a Jay out from underneath Roman's boot back in twenty twenty? I don't know at this juncture, Jay. I mean, Roman did so much to essentially destroy Jay emotionally. Yeah, right. Um, and that's one of the reasons I feel like Jay is such a hothead because he has all this anger within him that he just kind of takes out um, mm-hmm. about what Roman did to him or made him do. Um, he hates that part of himself. He does. He really does. And Sammy made help. You know, kind of helped him realize that all again because, as Jay said, Sammy saw the good in him when. Mm-hmm. Roman never took the time to bother. Yeah. And and Jay, I know there's a social media post. I'm out. I want another match with Roman. I think once Roman and Jimmy, especially, gets in his ear, 
one way or the other, Jay is going to fall back in line begrudgingly. But when shit comes mm-hmm. to a head, whenever that happens, whether it's Elimination Chamber or at WrestleMania, I think in the end, Jay and kind of Jimmy as well are going to end up choosing Sammy over Roman. You know what? You know what they might do. This would be kind of ballsy, maybe, but it's only a couple weeks. Bloodline doesn't hear from Jay. Yeah. He doesn't show up on TV until Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. and he screws over Sammy. Mm-hmm. I could see that being a possibility, mm-hmm. and and be, you know, big heat there in Montreal mm-hmm. for Jay. But you know, he hates himself. Over, oh yeah, yeah. You, know? you can tell that he, he does not like himself, but he feels like he has to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, He's- or he he tries to shoot the devil and misses. Yeah, he tries to help Sammy. But fucks up, and uh, and he's even further under Roman's thumb yep. because of it. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yep. Yep. Oof. Uh, Cameron Bordalazzo here asks, with all the great female talent in NXT, would you guys be open to the idea of a uh, women's nexus in a year or two? Oh, pff, yeah, dude. Oh, cool. man, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. More factions, the better. Something like the nexus would be great. Yeah. But I should uh, do it right this time. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, Odd Breakfast says, "What kind of interaction do you think we'll get between Roman and Main Event Jay Uso?" I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a lot of not no eye contact from Jay Uso. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm eager to check out SmackDown on Friday because of that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Oh, this is a great question here from WS Fletcher. It says, "What chair shot hurt more, Seth or Sammy?" And I assume he means when the show broke up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Sammy one yeah, does do because too. Roman has desperately, desperately done everything in his power to prevent that from happening. And for one moment, he thought he had it. Mm-hmm. And he turned his back on a guy with a chair who he never thought in a million years would have the sack to do it. You saw how he stared him down and Sammy for a brief second got in his face and immediately looked down yeah. like, oh, I can't. I'm, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I know that was great. That was great. Oh, that was so good. So good. Uh, Lord Blake here on Twitch with some bits says, I'm predicting Pierce will declare Jay and Sammy as raw tag champions after last week. Um, that would be interesting if he's like, well, you guys oh, won the title. Whoa, so yeah. Oh, man, that'd be nuts. Boy, that'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Uh, uh, Nikal here says, choose your six men and six women you'd like to see compete in upcoming Elimination Chamber matches. So we have, of course, Rio won the Rumble. So yeah, she gets right. her choice of going after the Raw or SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, she have an elimination chamber. Say she goes, she says, I'm going after the Raw Women's title. Mm-hmm. So yeah, her sure. and Bianca yeah. at Mania. So then Charlotte mm-hmm. needs an opponent. So let's say six women in that chamber match. Asuka, because she should win it. Because she's going to win it. Uh, yeah. You can have Sonya Deville in there because that's her thing is trying to get title shots. Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez. Shotzi. Maybe Sonya. Shotzi, yeah. Sonya's going to get her shot. So yeah, uh, Shotzi. And then how many is that? Is that five? Five. Oh, you know who's going to be in there? Lacey, Lacey. Evans. Yeah, Bree yeah. Bree Marie with a bunch of subs. Thank you so much, Bree. If you got a sub from Bree Marie, tell Bree thank you. Man, Bree brought just an absolutely terrific sign to the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. It said, "Oh man, mm-hmm. those fools would not let her in." Some dude with a giant sign that said uh, "Tribal Queef" was let in. They were like, "Let that let that guy in," and then she tried to bring the sign in, and they said no. We need to file protest, Larson. We should. We should. Who do we talk to at the Alamo Dome? Oh, man, Bob Alamo. We got a couple super chats here. Eduardo Morales says, what WWE Big Four pay-per-view show is always a hit or miss? Survivor Survivor Series, Series, I think. Uh, Omar Hudson says, today is my birthday. Just wondering if I can get some shout-outs from Triple H, Malachi, and JR. Well, can you remember when we bring Triple H on to give Omar a birthday shout-out? All right. In the meantime, Malachi, Mr. Omar Hudson, I've got more Reese's pie here that I don't know what to do with ever since Edward said, it's not good for me. Please enjoy it for your birthday. Oh, man, Omar, for your birthday, I'd love you to go crank one out mm. in the bathroom. Mm. Make you feel like a million bucks on your birthday. Oh, man. Uh, de- Dethronic, <sighs> yeah, with a super chat here. So you, 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 you take a breath after that one, man. Dethronic says the story should be how <laughs> the Usos helped Roman and how he never helped them win. Roman has helped them win uh, before. Yeah, they got all them titles. Yeah. I think that's one claim that I'm not sure they can make. But mentally, he's really devastated. Oh, yeah, he's 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 wrecked, completely and thoroughly wrecked. Yeah. 
Uh, Alex mm -hmm. Foster says, I've been looking everywhere, but I can't find it. Where in the world is Jay Uso's Emmy? Oh, dude, I know. I know everybody. That everybody in the story needs to happen. That needs Best to happen. Best ensemble, Bloodline. Bloodline. And the winner is Bloodline. Bloodline. Absolutely. Oh, man, look at this. We blasted up to 218 Oh, likes. that's going to make Paul very happy. Because I think next up is our raw preview. Is that correct? Yeah, there is no raw preview officially on .com. <gasps> so maybe oh, get some wow. scoops. Well, hey, from... you know, pff, what better way? Scoops. What better way? Let's see here. All right, well, I'm going to go do some paperwork. Let me bring in Paul. All here. right, bring in Paul then. Remember the Omar uh, birthday? I have written down. Hello, this is Triple H. Paul Levesque terrorizing uh, right in the high. Oh, man. My creative juices are flowing. Uh, they're everywhere. They're spilling all out of, of, my, of my, my brain. Uh, they're all over my office. I got juice. Juices everywhere. Uh, Hi, Triple H. Hey, how's it going, Steve? How are you and Fat John Cena doing? <laughs> We're doing well. We're doing well. Uh, happy you're doing well. Before we get started with the Raw preview, we have a friend. Doing more than well. I'm doing great. Uh, Good. We have a friend that that was looking to get a, a happy birthday from yours truly. Yes. His name is Omar Hudson. I know who it is. I was watching earlier. I was watching your dumb show. But you give me so much praise. You, you, you suck my butt so much that uh, that I love it. I love watching Going It Raw. What a great name. To oh, my God. Wait a second. It was today that I realized the show, your name of the show is a sexual innuendo and it's like a metaphor for like yeah. raw, the show, the TV. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. oh, oh wow. Oh man, uh, I just realized that, but you guys are great. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, don't interrupt. Listen, Omar. Omar, there's a great, here, I'm, I'm going to give you guys a shout out. There's a great channel, a great wrestling channel I want you to check out, Omar. It's called Cultaholic. Man, those guys are great. They're British and they're amazing. Also, you can check out this one. <laughs> See what I did there? Did. And that was gets good. Don't interrupt. That's I'm explaining it. That's called a swerve. Ah. I saw you guys are totally ripping off, by the way, a total trademark violation with your latest going in raw shirt. It looks like the old attitude era raw logo, but that's okay. I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'm not gonna tell our lawyer don't interrupt. I'm not gonna tell our lawyers on you. Ah. I'm not a snitch. Stitches get stitches. Ah, they get pedigrees. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's no official raw preview on WB.com. So perchance, could could we get a scoop here or two about what's going to happen? Oh, man, absolutely. I yeah, know it's a surprise. It's all a surprise. You know, everybody was saying, oh, the game didn't give us surprises in the Royal Rumble. They didn't give us surprises. We wanted to see stupid shit like old legends fart their way down the ring. Listen, there's one legend in that men's Rumble, and that was Booker T. And he's great. He's awesome. And then in the women's rumble, Michelle McCool, that's a, that was a favor to uh, to the Undertaker because he's like, hey, listen, Michelle wants back in. Let her back in. And I was like, anything for you, dead man? We got history, and she's great anyways. So, of course, I'll do it. We did a bit where she was sitting ringside. She was eating some popcorn, and then she was like, oh, me? Me? They're going to do it. They're, 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 they're. So anything for Raw? All right, yeah, that's right. Raw preview. Man, yeah, let me check my notes here. Hold on. Sounds awful lot like paperwork. Yeah, let's see here. What we got? Uh, let's see here. Oh, there's just what it says here. Victory lap. That's right. I'm taking a victory lap. I'm riding on such a high. I don't need to I'll script this shit out 10 minutes before the show. And it'll all be genius. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Flying by the seat of the game's pants is the new way to go creatively oh, speaking. Oh, Oh dear. Yeah, no preview. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh, we got right. we got plenty of time. Um, uh, we got three and a half. Into, wow, wow. I got, I got you're interrupting me already. Sorry, I got one more question. I know you're pressed for time. You're a busy man, but I got one more question for you. So what, I got all day. I got three and a half hours before I have to write anything. Oh, all right, cool. Well, maybe you have time to answer this question. So one of our friendos, Bree Marie, brought a great sign. Said "Oh man" on it to the Alamo Dome yeah. for the Royal. The it's Royal an Oh man. Yeah, you got it. And security said can't bring the sign in too large. Yet there's people all over the the, the stadium with larger signs than this one appeared to be. Um, yeah. Is there someone we can get in contact with at the Alamo Dome and security to file an official uh, complaint? I got it. Yeah, listen, listen. I'm good friends with the guy who runs the Alamo Dome, Bob Alamo. Uh -huh. I'm going to go down there personally next time we go down to the Alamo Dome. All right. I'm going to knock on Bill Alamo's door and say, get out here. And don't interrupt. I'm explaining what I'm going to do. 
and then bang sledgehammer to the head wow. and then i kick him in the gut and then i, I wrap his arms up like this go like, oh, proud pedigree. pedigree yeah nobody gets up for my version of the pedigree you know sometimes hey you know sometimes i get annoyed with seth because with kobe because he'll bury my pedigree uh because like somebody and they'll get up from it and i'm like what is this crap you know it took booker t 25 seconds for me to cover him and he still didn't get up which by the way i regret so i let him in the rumble this year i make good for booker t but listen listen here's the deal i'm gonna go down there bob uh bob alamo is uh for for brie mode and then i'm gonna i'm gonna pedigree his ass all right well that's good that's good I got to go. I can't stick around very much longer. I got to start writing this shit. Psych, I'm going to wait three and a half hours. All right. Goodbye, Triple H. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. What's I, up? I imagine he would be gone. Yeah. How'd that go? It was all right. He's, he he yeah. had a lot of energy. Just mild. Oh, he's, he's riding high? Yeah, he is. So he's, he's not, he's not, he's not, he doesn't have like sort of arrogance where he would just start booking the he show. Said, like he said super by the seat late. of his pants from now on, nothing written for tonight. He's got three and a half hours yet before he has to start. That would bring uh, up to about an hour before showtime. Holy shit. Is he going to take care of Bob Alamo for us? It's funny you ask. Yes, he will. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because there must be justice. Agreed. Doesn't abide, man. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> doesn't stand. No. Doesn't stand, man. No, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> Brittany says Brie not being able to take her sign in was the nail on the Alamo Do- Alamo Dome coffin for me. Brittany had a terrible time at everything but the Rumble. The Rumble was a good, yeah. but then Alamo Dome getting in and out was, was bad though. Yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, you never know those huge stadium shows. Sometimes it's a nightmare. <clears throat> Dark Dan Gluge has a good point. He says Paul, you're going to need a lot more than a Royal Rumble cameo by Booker T to make up for that entire. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up, but I couldn't get a. a Ooh, be careful with that I one. I couldn't get a, a, probably, a word in. Yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dark Dan Gluge is yeah. a thousand percent correct there. That was an all timer right there, man. That was an all timer. Anyways, uh, when I say all timer, all time bad decision. Yes, because I watched that back like not that long ago. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, yeah. That was horrible. If I'm Booker T, I just call him out of I'm not kicking out of this shit. Yeah, I know. This guy's taking like 30 seconds to come cover me. I know. What the heck? Yeah, that was awful. Awful. That was bad. Uh, Anyways, that's going to do it uh, for the show. I think that's it, right? We don't have anything else, right? No, that's it. Are we good to go? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, And, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with our Raw review at 11 a.m. Pacific. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern live at the YouTube, youtube.com slash Stephen Larson. If you haven't already, do us a huge favor. Hit that like, hit that thumbs up, hit that subscribe button and the notify bell. And uh, if you haven't in the audio realm, leave us a rating or review or a comment. It really helps the show grow. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye.